1: On a Sabbath, while he was going through the grain fields, his disciples plucked and ate some heads of grain, robbing them in their hands. But some of the Pharisees said, why are you doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath? And Jesus answered them, have you not read what David did when he was hungry? He and those who were with him, how he entered the house of God and took and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for any but the priests to eat, and also gave it to those with him. And he said to them, The Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath. On another Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and was teaching, and a man was there whose right hand was withered. And the scribes and the Pharisees watched him to see whether he would heal on the Sabbath, so that they might find a reason to accuse him. But he knew their thoughts, and he said to the man with the withered hand, Come and stand here. And he rose and stood there, and Jesus said to them, I ask you, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm? To save life or to destroy it. And after looking around at them all he said, all, after looking at them all, he said to him, Stretch out your hand. And he did so, and his hand was restored. But they were filled with fury and disgust with one another what they might do to Jesus. Lord God, as we uh,
0: step back to consider uh, Sabbath and the nature of sabbatical and rest, um, i pray that we would see you lord as the lord of the sabbath the who gives us this good gift of rest and um, as we hear from dave and rachel that it would not just be something that they're experiencing but that we could um, consider the ways that you might be asking us to slow down to rest Um, and i pray lord that you'd be in our midst as we open your word amen In a minute, I'm gonna invite Dave and Rachel up again uh, to just do, we had an interview last week and we talked about Sabbath um, in in a general sense, what Sabbath is and the ways in which that Dave and Rachel and their family have been preparing uh, to go on sabbatical by practicing Sabbath. Uh, So one of the things we talked about last week is that you can't cold start a sabbatical, like go, 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 and then you're just suddenly, now I'm resting because resting is uh, something that we have to learn, especially um, as good Dallas Texans, it goes against the grain of kind of the way that our city works, which is about going and doing and succeeding. Um, so rest has this countercultural dimension and we have to exercise it in an in a intentional way. So what we're gonna talk about this week is actually the specifics of their sabbatical and what they're gonna be doing in their time away. That's one thing that we wanna talk about. But the second thing we wanna talk about is how we all can bring intentional rhythms into our own lives that cultivate rest and make rest possible. And then we're gonna have a time of response for all of us where we can just sort of take a step back. And I want you to have that image of taking a step back in your mind. That's what strikes me um, from our Old Testament passage today when, when God blesses and creates the Sabbath that throughout the creation story in Genesis chapter one, it says that God speaks and creates, but then at these key moments, it says he saw that what he made was good. He doesn't say that it is good because just by speaking it, it's good. Whatever God speaks and creates is good, but he sees that it is good. So the Sabbath itself is this whole space to step back and see what is good. And part of what I would invite all of us into is this idea that Sabbath is a gift that we're meant to step back into to see all that is good and to see that Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath. We could easily read this story and say, oh, Jesus is just somebody who's come to blow up the whole idea of Sabbath and to break it. But really, what Jesus says, I don't break the law, I fulfill the law. I fill it up. Not a jot, not an iota will pass away from it. I'm showing you its inner meaning, its truth. And what does Jesus show us about Sabbath? He shows us that He is the Lord of the Sabbath, meaning that to enter into rest is to enter into Him. And then the second thing is, is that Sabbath is a time for healing the man who comes forward, Jesus invites controversy and says, hey, I'm gonna heal this guy. What's Sabbath for anyway, if not for this, if not for healing? So those are the three things we're gonna to do today. We're gonna to talk about the nuts and bolts of their sabbatical time away. We're gonna talk about bringing intentional rhythms into our own lives, and then we're gonna have a time of response. So why don't y'all come up, welcome once again to the, to the set of a 90s talk, talk show how are y'all doing good okay
2: can i just say i've loved the photos of people sending me um, their sabbath clothes really loved that feel free to send more
0: yes last week you didn't hear rachel talked about having sabbath clothes just as a way of indicating to herself and to others that i'm in rest mode don't bother me um so just on a practical level next week we'll pray for you guys we'll send you out you'll get on a plane how is all that going the preparing and thinking about getting out of town and
1: well the big uh prayer request last week was that we would get toby's passport um because there is nothing more terrifying than being in the hands of the united states postal service and uh praise god it arrived thursday Um, without having to hound them, and uh, they said it would be nine weeks and arrived in four, so, um, yeah. Excellent. It's going really well. Yeah, so just
0: in terms of preparing, getting the boys ready, I mean, it's not just that you're...
1: I think Toby remains clueless, but he's five, so, you know. Blissful. Blissful. Blissful ignorance. Um, So, the preparations are going
0: well. You feel, you know, you're going to leave the country all that stuff, is that going okay? Yeah. Okay, so just before we talk about the bringing intention rhythms in, why don't you talk a little bit about the time that you're gonna be spending, where you're going, what you're gonna be doing, who you're gonna be talking to, just as
1: a way for us to get a sense of like how you conceive of this time away. Sure. Um, so jump in, fill in any details that I, I get wrong. So we leave on Tuesday arrive on Wednesday. We're going to uh, Rachel's mother's place uh, immediately, which she lives in the southwest region of England in the county of Devon. uh, And we'll be there for a few days. Uh, I'll be, I'll get, I'll do classic move, which is I'll get them there, and then I go off on a three-day silent retreat. Um, And then that weekend we head to West Sussex. Uh, Some of you are familiar with the Lectio 365 app. Uh, produced by the 24-7 Prayer Movement. They have a um, family conference, so it's for the whole family to come. We're going to be going to that. It's called the Wildfires Festival. And then, um, then in June, we had, on the 5th of June, we had friend, uh, mentors of ours have let us use their ski place um, because they said, um, no one skis in June, so why don't you go to our uh, place in France? So that's what we'll be for all of June and then come back in July, return uh, to spend some time uh, in England. And um, what we'll be doing there is, um, part of the, the time away is, is to reflect, but also to have intentional conversations that we can't have in, in the busyness of, of life, but also with people um, for whom it's often difficult to get access. So one of the things that we've been thinking about with St. Bart's is we, have, we, we think we have something here. A God is with the three streams, uh, Word, Spirit, Sacrament, and what if more people want what we have? Well, then it would really mean that we would have to think about how would we become a place where people could be raised up, trained, and in England, those are called resource churches. And so I have some, I'm going to go meet some people who are, are doing things along those lines um, and um, meeting up with, most people will be a generation ahead. Um, and so they're in their, their 60s and they, they've seen a lot, done a lot, and just gaining some of their, their wisdom. And. Yeah. So one of the things that we chatted about in that is
0: the idea of generational wisdom and blessing of people who have gone where we feel like god is calling us and that you have time and space to reflect on what that might look look like and one of the other phrases that you used when we were talking about all this is kind of the image from like sports or um, the fitness world of rest is active recovery Um, could you talk a little bit about that
1: yeah so i think as chris said i don't now, I could be completely wrong, but I don't feel that I'm on the edge of burnout. So, I'm not going there just to watch Netflix for three months. Um, you know, I don't or think anything you could do that. I don't think you're constitutionally No, I, I to I, just I sit there and watch Netflix. Absolutely. And so, it's, it's a way of, of resting that is active. And, um, and so, part of that <clears throat> means uh, if you look at the Anglican world in North America, and you look to find leaders in their 50s, So, I turn 45 tomorrow, Uh, I've looked for leaders who are 55, you know, 10 years ahead of me. They're hard to find and there's like a gap missing in the leadership kind of pipeline of, of leaders. And so, where do you go? And so, part of the beauty of going to England, it's a place where we have lots of relationships. Uh, of, and there, where that is not missing, and to really have intentional conversations with leaders as to how do we invest, receive from the generation that's ahead, but also invest in the next generation so that there isn't that decade missing, right? And so, so that, that's one of the things that I'm interested in. And then active recovery, um, we talked a bit about this last week, but the, one of the main things is you can't just switch off. It's like telling someone who's anxious, just stop worrying. It'll all be fine. You know, and someone says that to me, I tend to say, don't make me hurt you, right? Because it's inherently unhelpful. And so the idea is you lay one thing down and you have to pick another thing up. So very practically, one of the things I'm going to do is uh, I have no real desire at this point to write a Christian book or anything like that, but I have this fascination with fiction and so I'm going to be doing The Artist's Way, which is a, a process many of you may be familiar with, and, uh, and really kind of tap in this, I don't know how to say I'm going to write a book, but I just love trashy novels. You know, like Jack Reacher, you know, the, the stuff, it's just great. And so that's one of the things I'll be doing, um, and Rachel will probably be doing a bit more of a highbrow cultural artistic uh, delve into That's one thing. The other thing I'll be doing is um, um, I love hiking. We love hiking. Um, I love hiking. I won't speak for you. Um, The hardest thing for anyone who marries into the Larley family is, you know, one of the Larleys will say, oh, it's just a a short walk, which usually implies three miles. And so Rachel has learned learned that. But um, where we'll be in the Alps, lends itself really well uh, to, to walks and that kind of thing. The where we'll be in Devon lends itself to beautiful landscape, and um, I love nothing more than uh, a walk th- through the city of London. And so I'll be walking. And so to that end, I've been training um, so that when we get to altitude, I, um, you know, am able to function and so. Yeah.
0: Rachel, one thing we talked about was a resource that y'all have been using over the course of the last year called The Intentional Year. Um, and it's about bringing like rhythms of rest and, and spirituality within the family. Um, just as you're thinking about going, how is that resource preparing you for what's coming and also how has it been helpful just in the course of your family?
2: Okay, there we are. Um, so I think I have to be honest. It's saying saying to people we're going on going away for three months. I'm a little bit embarrassed by it. I have to say, and I know that when we see some people, they'll be like, "Oh, that's nice for you." Um, so I am I am carrying kind of a little bit of sorry we're going away feeling Um, and um, we we both really feel today that we don't want to be like hi we're going away but we want to create a desire within everyone here to take a step this summer and pause reflect and um ask yourself some difficult questions so um this this book here the intentional year particularly in the first chapter leads you through if you were to go away for a few days it leads you how to ask yourself some difficult questions and the five areas are prayer rest renewal relationships and work and um, Bella my friend from England we went to the hill country um, ten days ago and we took this with us and we looked at some of those questions and um, and so um, if you're looking if you're planning on going away or just going away in your mind from your situation I, I really recommend um, the intentional year um, So that, yeah, that's been one way that we've been.
0: Yeah, what I love about that is because we were were chatting about, you know, not everybody, there's specific uh, realms where it's normal to get a block of time, like in academia, in in the church world, but for most people, the three month away is not really a possibility or an opportunity. Um, And being aware of that, what we're talking about is, well, what are some what's the pattern in general that I can bring into my life, which is, oh, I could take, I could take a day. I could take a weekend, I could do a marriage retreat. Um, and I think that's what that resource helps with, is just not putting in our minds that it has to be three months in order to be helpful, or that it's not for me because I can't do it that way. But there's some other ways to kind of think about bringing in those, um, those rhythms. So just in your own family, like as you've looked at this resource, because I know many are thinking like, well, what about your kids? (laughs) And how are they being invited into, you know, preparing and that intentionality? So talk about that.
2: So the last time we had a sabbatical, um, Tom was eight months and Ethan was two. And so they had great nap times and they went to bed early. It's a little bit different now, and um, nobody naps. So it's going to be different. And um, last night, our dear Bella um, led us in a pa- family meeting talking about expectations, talking about some mottos that we can have t- um, to prepare ourselves to be flexible with all the different people that we're going to see, the different homes, the different beds we're going to sleep in, the different countries we're going to. So, um, yeah, that w- that was really helpful. Um, and we talked last night about journaling and how we can all journal, um, have some time each day to journal and everybody has their own and you can, I mean, I said last night, look, you can write poo, 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 poo if you want to in your journal
0: i'm sure they don't
2: really mind but if we all have an opportunity to maybe ask ourselves some difficult questions and and reflect on what what's bringing me delight today what's bringing me frustration and um yeah that kind of thing
0: so on that note because one thing we talked about is the practice of the examine um as intentional thing and then i'd love for you both to talk about um the giftedness piece and um, the process you've gone through because we handed out that book last week and I'd love people to hear about that so
1: yeah so I think the, the thing that we've I think most of us have found is that everybody's looking to take everything you have whether it's the activities our children are in whether it's family members and there's a pull in every direction all the time and it's not slowing down and so how do you find a way to be intentional with what you say yes to or what you say no to, all that kind of stuff. And I think for us that sabbatical we did 12 years ago, the question we were, ra- we were really facing with is how are we gonna parent our children? Are we going to put in a super strong structure that nap times at this hour, That or what are we gonna do? Um, And this time it's it's very different and and We access some tools that are are readily available and so we gave uh, This book to our volunteers at the volunteer appreciation brunch if you didn't get one We have a few others and it's written by our very own Bill Hendricks and it really answers um, a question I think that uh, most of us at some point will face up to which is why are we here, why do we matter, and what should we do with our life? Now, um, you know, uh, what what all that really leads to isn't like I'm gonna throw everything up in the air and say you know, I'm at a, a point where I don't know what to do, but really in the way that God has wired us, he has uniquely put a gift set into us that we will do wherever we go. And that bit of uh, self-diagnostic, that bit of being able to see what that giftedness map looks like has been for me so helpful. So I sat with Bill. It was meant to be like a two-hour process. We spent about five hours. Last meeting, we were asked to leave the room because we'd run out of time. And um, to be able to sit down with someone who is a generation older, not quite, but almost a generation older, um, and to have them hold up a mirror and say, this is how God has wired you. So this is what you will, will thrive in. This is what will take the life out of you. These are the things you ought to be doing. And as you do them, maybe think about these tactics. Hugely beneficial, because I'm the kind of person that if I can help, I'll help, and I'll ask questions later whether I should be helping. Right." Um, so Rachel and I both did that Um, and really kind of really looking into those questions of if God rested on the seventh day why did you do that because he's limitless unless there's a pattern there that is meant to not only give us life but as you uh, as we read in the gospel is there that will inherently heal us and if as Genesis points out, if God loves all that he has made and he invites us to rest, that rest then is for connection, connection with him and to help healthy connection here so that we're not always focused on producing and and doing uh, all that we can. And so I, I really commend this book to you. We have some, if you would like a copy, we have a copy for you. And uh really want to encourage, uh, for some, this summer might be a time to really delve into uh, learning more about how the Lord has wired you. Yeah. Um, just on
0: the, just to sum up kind of the resource, because we've, like, a lot of, like, rich stuff is this book, The Intentional Year, um, would commend something like that to people in the, like, if you've never taken a marriage retreat before, just... 24 hours away, or 48 hours away, uh, taking a step back, asking you know deep questions about your relationship. If you've never taken you know a couple hours for a prayer retreat, this is the kind of thing that can help with that. And it's not just about well, if I can't do three months, I can't do anything. Um, you can do certain things, and the giftedness piece, um, that book, the person called you. What I what I think is so powerful in that is one of the reasons that we get so tired is because we're, we don't know how to say yes and no to things on the basis of how God's made us. And when you were talking last week about limits are good, that's probably a hard thing to hear. Unless those limits are defined by, this is how God's made me and I can own that. This is who I am, this is who God's made me to be. So I say yes to this and I say no to that with confidence. Because I think sometimes it's so hard to say no because we're not coming from a place of confidence. Like, this is who I am. Others have affirmed it mm-hmm. and all that sort of thing. So another practical piece that I've heard, like, from both of y'all is who's ahead of me? Who are, who are the allies? Who, like, you, you guys last night had a friend sit down with you and guide a conversation around your, your family. Um, that may not be the, the first thing that any of us think of. Like, oh, let's bring somebody else into a family meeting. But if they've got wisdom and they can set the table for a conversation, that's helpful. Or someone like Bill, who's ahead, who's wise, who's done, he's done the homework, <laughs> he can help you. Um, there are lots of people, like who's ahead of us, who can bless us, but it's like taking that time. And I think intentionality is the word that I'm taking away from this, is am I intentional about that? So on a practical level, and one thing that we've talked about both that we use is to examine prayer, which sounds intimidating, but it's not, it's very simple. So, would you talk about that and just...
2: Can I just add as well, um, pay attention to your dreams this summer. um, We went away four years ago and we were in Canada and I had this very strong dream and um, I kind of typed it out in the middle of the night, and um, the, the crutch of the dream was, be strategic, place your stakes in the ground, and you will take off like a helicopter. That, that was kind of the thing. And it led to us talking about, how are we gonna be strategic? What, was it, what does it look like to be strategic? What are the things that our absolute yeses are? And it led to us deciding not to do Boy Scouts, which sounds kind of strange. Like, why would you not do Boy Scouts? Um, and Dave was running the pack. Is it a pack? Yeah. And it was a nightmare. I, um, was,
1: a, I was a terrible leader. Oh, it was dreadful. It was awful. Just not dreadful. my gift set.
2: You know, the kids were. It was after school, and the kids were just not listening. And it was. It was just a nightmare. But something was like, well boys they should do that anyway we were talking we're like well what this is just, this what we're putting into this we're not getting out and so it led to a hard decision to say to ethan you know we're not going to do we're not going to do that because you know and, and talking about that so i'd say you know over the course of the summer pay attention to your dreams because, you know, if you're running at 100 miles an hour, that may be the only way that God can speak to you is by giving <laughs> you a dream and waking you up. So just, just get, pay attention to that.
1: And part of that is to create margin so that we can actually catch up, allow our hearts to catch up. And so that's the thing about a Sabbath, about having a day where you don't, Um, you're not always doing what you do every other day of the week your emotions can catch up and sometimes that's good sometimes that's hard sometimes the grief will surprise you sometimes the joy will surprise you and so a helpful tool is a a very simple prayer called the examine which is kind of the, the the review of the day and when I can't it's often how I end the day which is I'll I'll just ask the Lord uh, very simply to just walk through the day with me, and I'll think from morning till evening. I'll go through it, replay it, and think of everything that went well and thank the Lord for it. And then I'll, I'll do it again and say, okay, Lord, what didn't go so great? And And then I'll say, okay, and we'll talk about some of the stuff that leaps out. And some of the stuff that comes up is really surprising. But it's a way for me to be mindful of, the things that I, I missed where God really surprised me with an answer to prayer, but also missed the things that, you know, I probably shouldn't have done that or said it that way or I could have done this, et cetera, et cetera. And then you offered to him, go to bed. And it's, it's, it's a way that has been helpful for me to grow in self-awareness, um, and I think one of the things that our culture is really crying out for, I'll speak for me in my stage, is there's gotta be a different way to do life. Like, this isn't working. <laughs> like, Someone asked me on Thursday night, you know, where do you get your groceries? You say, oh, I haven't gone to a grocery store in six months. I use Instacart. I have my groceries delivered. Because I don't know how else to do what's been asked of me by not reclaiming time some places. And there's gotta be a different way to approach my children that isn't just driving them everywhere on these activities. I mean, bless him, Tom got strep this week, so it meant he couldn't play soccer on Saturday. And I was quietly thankful that I didn't have to go to six soccer games. I was like, Lord, thank you for strep. Oh no, you didn't create strep, sorry. You know, but there's there's this The world has a way of grinding us to the dust. And God has a way where he wants to put us back together, he wants to heal us, he wants to restore us, and he wants to walk with us through every step of the day. And I think that's part of what we're doing. Now, you may not be going away for a long period this summer, but there is an opportunity where as a community... We can show the world that there's a different way to live. Mm-hmm. And the thing that terrified me most this week is Rachel said, "I'm really looking forward to having those really difficult conversations with you." <laughs> and I, was like, I was so confused. But we're going to talk about money. And every time we talk about money, we argue. But I think no most trips
2: to IKEA. Which is always good.
1: We always argue we go to Ikea. So guess what? We're not going to Ikea while we're on sabbatical. Inherently helpful Yeah. not to go to Ikea. <laughs> exactly. We're going to talk about our relationships. We're going to talk about these five topics of what's our prayer life like? You know, one of the hardest things I, I ask every church leader I meet who's ahead of me, how are you and your spouse praying together? And so many don't. Well, we gotta figure it out. If we can expect others to do it, then we have to lead the way and we've gotta have these kind of things. Um, yeah, anything you'd add? Yeah, i kind of um, preaching here.
2: Oh, I love it, darling, love it. Um, I. So we're also connecting with Clay and Sonia who came and did the Safe Conversations. We'll be bringing our Safe Conversation dialogue Things with us to help. They're marriage
1: us. counselors, if you've not um, been and around.
2: Ju- so last last sabbatical as we said, we were in London, tiny kids, and we came to Florida. This time we are living in America, and we're going to Europe. It's kind of slight irony there. And um, sometimes you need to get away from your culture to then hear. and and look at things through the lens of a kingdom culture and I know when we were in London there were things that weren't kingdom in the way we were living and the way we were parenting and I know having been ten years here there are things that we're living and things that we're doing that are not kingdom And, and so I think that's that's gonna be really good to just step out of the culture and I invite you to do the same to step of your culture we had to look at um, the question when we were in London what happened if your church suddenly disappeared would anyone notice if the church just suddenly like vanished would anyone notice would anyone care and it led to a huge fabulous conversations and all sorts of things happened if st. Bart suddenly disappeared and vanished and vanished would anyone notice would anyone care and With, that's
1: not the people who come no, but it's the, the neighbors people that don't who come. don't yet come but yeah. the
2: people that don't come and yeah we've been thinking what what's, what would it look like for St Barts to to reflect something countercultural and i am more and more convinced that what if we are a people who know how to rest I don't know how to rest, but I know I need to, and I know I need to press into that. But what would that look like in your workplace? Talking to your mum friends or your dad friends or your, your friends at the bar, wherever you are, what would that look like if you were a people, we were a people who knew what it was to lean into God working when we don't? And I I just, i have got the gorgeous littles coming in. I just want to read this. um, Are you tired? Worn out, burnt out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest walk with me and work with me, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And um, that's our prayer for you this summer and I hope that's your prayer for us this summer.
0: Yes, thank you. You wanna close us in prayer and just?
1: Yeah, why don't we stand? Um, And I'm gonna pray and then there'll be a time to respond um, later um, in the service. But Lord, we, we lift you all that we've talked about. We thank you that you are an intentional God and that you seek to lead us into a way of life that is life-giving. And so we ask now that with all that is going on in our lives today and this week and the summer, that you would be the God who leads us and speaks to us in Christ's name. Amen.